Hey there, and welcome back to the This Is Beauty podcast, where the search for real beauty begins with inspiring, thought-provoking, and often fascinating journeys deep into the heart of beauty itself. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Nina Kentz. Today's guest is Arden Joy. Arden is the founder of Her Adventures, an online community dedicated to radically redefining travel to be inclusive, sustainable, and empowering. The organization is driven largely by a network of volunteers from around the world, and it's founded upon the belief that travel can happen anytime you explore beyond your boundaries. I originally happened upon Arden and her organization while I was researching a future show on the beauty of Pakistan. The post that I happened upon that day was so beautifully evocative and inspiring that I felt immediately compelled to reach out to Arden. We connected right away and then found that we shared a common philosophy that you can find beauty wherever you are at any moment in your life. The conversation seemed especially timely in March when we were only barely post-COVID, so we focused our discussion on staycations and discovering beauty close to home. Even now, with travel still being somewhat uncertain and flying being what it is, it's helpful to know that you don't have to go far afield at all to discover something new and beautiful. In fact, you can create unique and amazing travel experiences without ever having to leave the comfort of your own home, as we'll soon find out. I really, really enjoyed this conversation with Arden. She has such a lovely spirit and her positive energy, passion for travel, and dedication to making travel as accessible to everyone as possible are all pretty contagious. I hope you'll come away from this episode feeling as inspired as I did, realizing that beautiful moments, discoveries, and experiences can be had no matter where you are right now. Speaking of which, what places or travel experiences have you discovered close to home or in your own backyard recently? We'd love to know. So head on over to This Is Beauty Podcast on Instagram or Facebook and contribute to the Viral Beauty Project by sharing your own discoveries. And now, without much further ado, I bring you Arden Joy. Arden, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I love what this podcast is about and I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about today. Before we get going, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Her Adventures Travel, Mm -hmm. what the mission is and how you guys got started. And also I'd like to know how long you guys have been doing this. So just give us a little bit of background on yourself and your business. The whole kit and caboodle. So the, my story starts with my own travels. My family didn't have a lot of money. And so when I wanted to travel, I had to really scrape together everything that I could. And I went on a trip and I thought I was just going to go on a trip. And it ended up being this really transformational experience for me. I suddenly discovered how strong I was in this new way where I went to somewhere else and just was able to do it by myself, get myself there and do it. And then it really also helped me understand how big the world is and at the same time, how small it is. And I felt much more connected with other people and more empathetic, I guess is the is the best word. And so when I came back, I started looking into it and realized that the travel industry really is very focused on, and I love this, kind of the beauty that we all tend to think of, right? That very Instagrammable travel, passports, plane tickets, beaches, you know, these beautiful, right? These very specific type of bodies, you know, posed right. in these wonderful. And there's idealized. so, yes, this exactly this idealized version of travel. And there's so many women who have barriers that aren't able to achieve maybe that idealized version of travel. And so I kind of was like, hey, <laughs> there's, some, there's an imbalance here. What if we came together as a community and empowered each other to travel and tried to rethink what travel could be, not just this one sort of Instagram snapshot of travel, but instead anything that gives you that feeling of strength, of transformation, of empathy, of understanding the world. And I'm not the keeper of knowledge. I don't know everything about travel. So it has to be a community activity. So it started in 2011. We were the original travel community and it was a blog. There was really no Facebook groups back then. That idea wasn't out there yet, but I knew I wanted community. So I started working with other bloggers and saying, can you write about 
camping, right? I don't know, just other ways of traveling. And then we ended up moving and creating a Facebook group. And that's when things kind of went, (laughs) (laughs) right? Then it was, I mean, that was a need. It was one of, just what we were talking about, right? It was with where there's this idea and it was this need of all these women who were like, yes, I want to travel and I don't know how, I don't have the resources. I'm not seeing myself represented. I don't feel safe. As we started polling women over the years, we learned that there's so many reasons that women don't travel. Money is a big one, obviously. It was more than 70% of women are afraid to travel because they feel unsafe. So we have just over the years focused and refined our mission. We say that our mission is radically redefining travel to be inclusive, sustainable, and empowering. So we just really want to provide resources and ensure that travel isn't just for a privileged few, but it's available to everyone, regardless of things like money, race, passport power, orientation, whatever it is, we want to make sure that you get that opportunity to explore the world. So tell me, who does your organization cater to? Women, obviously, but is there a special age demographic? So our members are 18 to 80. We really do have women in their 80s who are in our group. We have lots of parents with children. We're an inclusive organization. So I believe in the strength of feminine energy, but I don't define what feminine energy is. So we are inclusive to trans and non-binary community. So yeah, really anybody who loves to travel or wants to learn more about travel wants to share. Again, a huge part of it is the community. So if you're a traveler and you want to share your experiences, you can come right for the blog, join the group, come on the podcast. We have lots of different ways that we kind of try to get information out and connect people together. And so do you guys also plan trips together? Do people in the groups get together and plan trips or how does that work? We have not yet done an official Her Adventures trip. We've talked about it. I've been more focused on the resources side than actually kind of doing a trip, but women plan every day. People are saying, I want to go to insert country. Who wants to come with me? And so it's just, it's a great way to, to find travel buddies, but also who lives in this city. I'm going to be in Paris. Is there anybody there who could meet me for coffee? I'd love to meet someone. And it's hard. You know, not everybody in your circle can travel. So having people in the destination and getting access to those authentic experiences is a real plus, isn't it? It's a huge plus. And we're actually trying to, so we were recently awarded a grant from Facebook for being one of their top groups on their platform, making an impact, which was a huge honor. So one of the things that we're doing, we're doing a couple things with it, but one of them is we're building a database where people can more easily find each other and do exactly what you're talking about. So kind of say like, I'm going here. Is there anybody else? And then they can kind of match each other. Uh So yeah, lots of opportunities for connection. We have a language exchange program. So we encourage people, right? If you want to work on your language, come find each other. And people have become friends out of that and met up because of that. So just lots of opportunities to find travelers and either meet them when you go there or travel with them. You know, there was that woman from Pakistan who had all those amazing pictures up. Yeah. Explain that, how that all works. It's It's amazing. That's how it works. It's unbelievable. So it began as a hobby for me, just a passion project, especially better word than happy. I've never been in it for the money. We do have a like a little store, but it's we talk about it's keep the lights on. You know, it's just there to to pay for the things we're spending money on. And so anything that we do is powered by volunteers. So for instance, you know, our Facebook group has 81,000 members in it and it's moderated by a group of women who approve the members and and approve posts and respond to questions. And they're all women who just love it and get the mission, right? They get it and they want to help out. So yeah, we have over 35 volunteers from all over the globe, Nigeria, Australia, Canada. (laughs) They're just spanning the globe and they all have come forward with different interests and and desires to help. So some of them are 
are writers for the blog and want to share information. The woman in Australia just wrote a really amazing article about how when you're visiting Australia to the ethical ways to think about Aboriginal Australia and how to support that community. And to think about, I love it because she talks about thinking about whose land you're walking on. When you travel, that's such an important part, I think, of what we try to encourage is that consciousness being aware, not just showing up and going, gimme, gimme, it's mine. I'm taking it. I'm taking pictures. I'm right. But instead going, I'm in somebody else's home and they're granting me the right to see this place. How can I be respectful and give back to them and be thankful for, for this? So, yeah. So we just have being able to have these amazing perspectives from all over working on our Instagram. Like I said, we have a podcast as well. And that's what is the name of your podcast? It's called Away She Goes. So the two hosts, Carly and Sophia, it's American and a German. So they do everything over Zoom and they try to interview interesting, amazing people in the travel industry or who have travel stories. So we just had someone who's a pilot come on and talk about the experience of becoming a private pilot. We had a woman come on and talk about budget travel and good ways to save. We've got someone who's coming on. I'm really excited about this. Who's coming on to talk about fear of flying because this is a huge topic in the travel community. Yes. Yes. I'm afraid of flying. I run a travel community and I have a really (laughs) hard time flying. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't used to be, but it's weird been flying all my life. And now all of a sudden, it's like every little bump, I'm just clinging to the armrest. You know? It's totally but, irrational. It really, it is. You're on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough. So yeah, I think if you're just interested in learning more about travel and learning more about, again, kind of redefining travel, getting resources for travel and hearing just really interesting voices from the travel community, Away She Goes is a great podcast. Oh, okay. I've got to listen in for that. For sure. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about post-pandemic or I guess we're really getting over onto the other side of the bell curve, at least. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is travel starting to pick up? I mean, what are the discussions you guys are having around that? Are people starting to get back out there or? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it really is kind of dependent on the person. So Certainly, and we can, we will, I'm sure, talk about this a little bit more. But, you know, during the pandemic, particularly in our Facebook group, we didn't allow any posts about travel. There were people who were choosing to still travel. You know, we had, we went through the, the experience of everybody trying to get home. That was different, oh, right? Okay. There was yeah. this support network period of time where people were stuck all over the world because flights were getting canceled and we oh. were trying to help them get, get home. So that was a really, that was one of those moments when you kind of got thrust into a role where you were like, I don't, I, this is not my job. I don't know how to do this, but I want to help. So, but then we kind of clamped down and said, you know what? We're not going to support travel when everything, there's no vaccine and nobody knows what's going on. But now with things, you know, opening up again, people are eager to travel. They're ready. I mean, everybody's been chomping at the bit being stuck at home. So yeah, I would say it's certainly starting to pick up again. People are very nervous, of course, because, you know, there's these variants that are coming through. And we, like I said, a couple of years ago, we went through this thing where people just, it was like all of a sudden everything shut down. And so people really struggled struggled to get home, struggled to get refunds, struggled to, you know, all that stuff. And so a lot of folks are much more cautious now about booking trips and trying to figure out how their travel insurance works and making sure it's refundable. Yes. And then what are the requirements? Because if you are going to another country, every country may have different requirements in terms of like showing your COVID test or your vaccine card or, you know, how do you get, so I, there's just a lot more anxiety in general in the world. (laughs) And then of course that carries out into travel as well. Yeah. So for those of us who may not quite be ready to take the big leap and go too far afield, we had talked about creating beautiful experiences in our lives locally. And I think everybody can agree that travel is probably one of the most immediate ways to create beauty and bring beauty into your life. And for a variety of reasons, interactions with other people, photography, nature, all of that Mm -hmm. experience in general. But what are some 
some of the ways that those of us who are quite ready to go too far afield can have some of those kinds of experiences in our own immediate lives. Yes. I'm so glad you asked because I sort of accidentally became an expert on this during the pandemic. So, you know, once everything started locking down, it felt like we kind of, you know, our mission here, we've been talking about radically redefining travel to be inclusive, sustainable, empowering. And I was like, we need to really live our mission right now. Like this is the rubber meeting the road. And my team, this amazing team, we all leaned in and we said, well, what, you know, we've, we've talked about travel isn't just passports and plane tickets, but can travel happen in quarantine? And the answer was yes. We really, we ended up having some organizations reach out to us because they were like, you guys are staycation experts. This is what they called us. I was like, oh, I guess we're staycation experts. Yeah, because we started to say, well, you know, we talk about travel as being this idea of exploring beyond your boundaries, right? So it isn't simply that you get a stamp and you go and you see a landmark. It's that, what is that thing of getting a stamp and seeing a landmark? It's going, wow, I have never seen this before. Wow, the world is so much bigger than I thought it was, right? That that kind of memorable, I think so many people describe that as this like uplifting, amazing healing experience. And can you have that kind of getaway feeling if you can't go very far? And it really came down to shifting your perspective and starting to think smaller. So for instance, doing a, I I have so many examples, but, you know, I think for a lot of people, they don't tour their own city, town, area, right? I was just talking to somebody who was saying that she's just has, she's never gone on any of the the touristy things in her area. And she's like, why would you? You're here. And I was like, yeah, but what if you did? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, one of the best ways to have kind of a trip within in your own town is to just go and say, and it, I think it really begins with your attitude. So we always talk about tell people you're going on vacation, treat it like a vacation. However it is, if you like to have your house nice and clean before you go on vacation, you know, so you come back and it's all nice, get your house clean, put your out of office on, tell everybody that you're going to go on vacation They don't need to know where you're going and then let them be surprised when you're showing photos of something that they know, (laughs) right? Just get the mindset going. Yes. Yeah. It starts with that kind of that mind. So yeah. So, so do a tour or a weekend in your own, wherever you are and, and look into it, Google and see what's in your area and see if you can do, it can be a day in your own town. You can go a little bit further, go an hour away, go two hours away, do, you know, do it overnight somewhere and you'll feel like you're going a lot further and you won't have any jet lag. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have that problem at all. A great example for me is I'm in Chicago and I discovered that two and a half, so Chicago, the Midwest is known for being incredibly flat, right? There's just, we are glaciated. There's nothing. (laughs) And I discovered that two and a half hours away, which is really nothing. Two and a half hours away is this really, so it's called unglaciated. It's where the glaciers did not flatten this area, this beautiful mountain. I'm from the Midwest. So hills are mountains here. This beautiful, just gorgeous area with big, beautiful hills and vineyards. And you just feel like you're in Sonoma, but you're not. You're in Illinois. (laughs) Where where is this in Illinois? It's Uh, Galena, Illinois. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's a, the town is charming. It's a most, I think it's like 80% historic district. It's the home of Grant, Ulysses S. Grant. (laughs) If your sights are only set on Paris and, you know, wherever, I don't know, Egypt, if you're going to, right. If you have these kind of, I must go far to have these amazing experiences, you're going to miss the Galenas. That's not to say that you should only go to Galena, but you can get, I mean, the first time I went there, I had the travel experience, the, right. That just, I had my eyes stretched so far and I just was so excited to explore. And I mean, we ended up going back there quite a bit because I just, I loved it so much and it was close to home and who would have thought. It's nice to know that we can create these kinds of opportunities for ourselves and we don't have to they be overly planful or make it a big ordeal or something like that because God knows with everything we've all been through, we need immediate access to these experiences. 
means we need to be able to create these beautiful experiences for ourselves with some expediency. We have to create them or we may miss them. I love that. That's the expediency. I think that's one of the gifts. I mean, unless you are have flight benefits and you can go on standby and you know, be in Vegas overnight, <laughs> which I know some people can. Yeah. If you need that getaway, that relief quickly, when you start to rethink what travel is, you can get that experience. I want to say one of the other really fun ways to kind of get, if you want that international experience, not just exploring your hometown, you can do a theme. So let's say you, I keep bringing up Paris. I feel like it's just a oh, very popular. Yeah. But if you wanted to do you're like, oh my gosh, my trip to Paris got canceled and I really wish I could go and I miss it. You know, do it at home. You can really create a Parisian weekend and not so you can, right? You can cook food, you can listen to music, you could find a language exchange partner and practice some French. But also, I highly recommend looking into virtual experiences. Okay. So, two of my favorite are Airbnb experiences. And then there's a website called Hey Go. And they offer virtual experiences. So you might get to take a cooking class or go on a tour on the river, or I'm not, I'm just making things up now, but yeah. they have these, these tours that you can take virtually where you're walking and you're interacting with a, with a tour guide. So you can really, I mean, you can have a lot of fun with this, go and buy a bunch of French cheeses and pastries and, you know, really watch movies and, you know, whatever it is, but really sort of again, I'm telling you, put your out of office on, (laughs) do the whole thing, do the whole thing and be like, I'm going to Paris and then do it from your own home and really think about how you can kind of get some of those, again, looking small and thinking about, you know, what are those things that you really want and how can you recreate them? My God, we could travel the world that way, couldn't we? Before we leave leave without even leaving our houses. I love this idea. Yes. <laughs> it kind of takes that whole concept of having a picnic on your floor to a whole new level. Yes, you can really have a lot of fun with it. There's also, so we partnered with Crate Joy. They're a subscription box service. And we ended up doing a thing, a staycation theme with them. And the reason I bring it up is just because there are a lot of subscription boxes that do this for you. So once a month, they'll send you a theme from a country and it could be food or whatever, you know, books. And so you can kind of have this like vacation in a box come to you. So it's worth checking out because I just, I think they do a lot of, uh, there's so many of them. There's one that we really, I keep gifting it to people because it's so great. It's called the Wordy Traveler. And you get a book that takes place in a certain country. And then you get all these things that are like connected to that country. So it might be like some tea and a little blanket or whatever, but you kind of get this, this little like Bali experience in a box. We're going to take a quick break here to introduce a new feature, and we'll be right back after this message. Beginning today, we're adding a new feature to the podcast, Beauty Breaks, where we highlight experiences of special note from the current episode. Today, we're calling out Woodstock, Illinois. Named one of the dozen distinctive destinations by the National Trust for Historic Preservation, this charming town of 26,000 residents is recognized for its historic downtown district and turn-of-the-century town square. Also known as Typewriter City, owing to its history as the home of the Emerson and the Oliver Typewriter Companies, Woodstock factories and the workers had built more than half of the world's typewriters by 1922. Woodstock also served as a film location for two of the most beloved comedies from the late 80s and early 90s, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles with Steve Martin and Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. You can learn more about this historic town in today's show notes and on the This Is Beauty website at www. This is beautypodcast.com, where we also feature a list of the most beautiful towns from every state in America. If you enjoy this new feature of the podcast, please be sure to let us know at This Is Beauty Podcast on either Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to add your comments about the best staycation and at home beauty experiences in your own area. And now, back to the interview. I wish that I had known about you guys two years ago, right when the pandemic hit, because I had planned a month-long trip to Scotland with a friend of mine. It was one of my bucket list items. And then he kept saying, oh, no, it's not going to happen. I kept saying, pshaw, that's... I know. Everybody's getting too worried about this COVID thing. It's not going to happen. I've been through cancer. I was like, how bad can this thing be, you know? So anyway... 
all of this planning. And then mm. in 24 hours, it was gone. And if I yes. had known about that, I would, oh. have done it. I would have had Scotland in my house. Yes, <laughs> Scotland in your house. With I the love Outlander, it. I <laughs> Yeah, now you've got me thinking we should start putting together like a how-to, right? If you want to go to Scotland in your house, here are things you could do. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's actually a really good idea. I think people would be totally up for that. And definitely there are places in the United States that we always say, well, we're going to get there or whatever, Mm -hmm. but we never do. Even if you're in your own city, even if you live in New York, like most New Yorkers like don't go to the Statue of Liberty and the Empire State Building, right? I mean, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. When I lived in Massachusetts, I never went to Boston. You know, I never went to see Ben Franklin's house or any of those things. I think it's this mindset that, uh, well, it's there. And that means I can go anytime I want. And it's not as exciting. Again, that's why I was saying that passport and plane ticket thing. It's sort of like, it's only really exciting if it's in another country, not in your own city. But people are paying, they're dreaming of coming to your city, right? They're dreaming of going to these places and you can do it. And it's still exciting and you'll still have an amazing time. Yeah, just because it's there doesn't mean you've already been, you know? That's yes. The, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the opposite of build it and they will come. It's like, yeah. just because it's there doesn't mean you've been. <laughs> yeah, they won't. <laughs> I love it. Obviously, we've all stayed in Airbnbs by now. It's a wonderful thing. But what are we talking about in terms of these experiences? Tell us a little bit more about that, how that yeah, works. Yeah, so... They, I know that you could book experiences in person. So let's say you wanted a tour guide or a photographer. That's very popular now to hire someone to come take pictures of you. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. So you can hire locals, which I love, right? To come and help you with whatever it is for your trip. But then I think over the pandemic, they then started to shift into virtual experiences. So for instance, we had the opportunity. So we started working with tour guides on different platforms. So the one that we did through Airbnb experiences was there was, which it's very, it's even more meaningful now given everything going on, but we got to have a virtual tour of Chernobyl. The man who was giving the tours, he was coming there at the time, something to do with his career. He explained it. I was like, okay, something nuclear, you know, and he noticed that there were dogs everywhere. And he asked about it and they said, well, you know, when everybody had to leave, you know, during the incident, they had to leave all their pets. And so a lot of these dogs, the ones that survived, these are their grand, great, great, great grandchildren. And they just roam around Chernobyl and he set up a foundation to take care of these dogs, to start feeding them, neutering them you know, getting them vet care. And then if there were puppies born, getting them new homes around the world. So it was a tour of the dogs of Chernobyl. So it was kind of this educational, he was, he was talking about the town, the history, and then you're meeting these dogs. (laughs) (laughs) It was really incredible. I mean, it was like, it's something I will never, ever forget. And I did it from my home. You know, I sat there with my little nine month old baby on my lap and was, you know, meeting dogs in Chernobyl. So yeah, that was one that we did through Airbnb experiences. But there's, like I said, there's one, uh, there's a website called heygo.com. And that one's amazing. There's just live tours all the time. There's just tour guides who are all over the world giving tours. You can join for free and then you can tip them. So you can just be in uh, all over. (laughs) You can be in any part of the world at any moment. And they're they're listed. You can see the calendar. So if you wanted to do a weekend in the UK, you might look for a weekend that there's a couple tours. I was actually just talking to a tour guide about doing one for our, for her adventures and she's in Brighton and you know, I just, you could do a whole weekend in Brighton from your home. I want to do the Jane Austen tour. That's also a really good way to find out or get a sense of where you want to go before yeah. you, because we all, there's so many places that we all want to see, but we can't go everywhere. So this might right. be a really good way to get a little like preview of what we want. Yes. And to make friends, you know, now you've, now you could meet this. I mean, the, the tour guide from Chernobyl, he's American, but we're friends now, right? We're friends on Facebook. He has been incredibly 
helpful in getting information about how to support refugees coming out of Ukraine because he's just super tied in, you know? So now I've got this connection. I mean, I just, so if you are able to, to go on these tours, you can like meet wonderful friends, which is one of my favorite things too, about all of this is just really meeting people from around the world. And having a community. We didn't really talk yet about just the Airbnbs around your own hometown yes. too. I mean, yes. you know, what do you think about that? Like going to an Airbnb in your own home, but. Just- yes. I think that it is an excellent way to travel. So one of the things that science has told us, right, is, well, let me ask you, if you think about a spa and, you know, you might say things like, oh, the smell of lavender, water, you know, a water fountain and the soft harp music in the background. But if I took all of those things and put them underneath a highway, you would not feel like a spa, right? You would right. be like, I'm underneath a highway. So there's something just kind of about the space around you, right? When you can kind of create a relaxing or unique or different space, your body can go, ah, right? Right. And, yeah. And that that's something that they've studied in the brain and kind of how the brain reacts to its environment. So if you are feeling like you want to get out of town, but maybe you can't get out of town, simply relocating yourself to an Airbnb down the street can give you that sense of being far away, even if you're not far away. And it gives you the opportunity to, again, I think, you know, even if you put your out of office on and blah, 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 and do all that stuff, if you're home, you still know you need to be doing laundry. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And you still are going like, oh, and there's that stain on the carpet I need to get out. And, you know, so if you are able to say, I'm going on a, on a weekend vacation and you pack your bags and how nice, you know, that if you forgot your toothbrush, you are 10 minutes from home. You can drive and get it real quick. You don't (laughs) have to worry about buying a new one. Yeah. You can sort of have this wonderful vacation getaway and not, you know, again, save a lot of money, which is really nice. If you want to go on that month long Scotland trip down the road, you can have that money because you only spent a little bit going to an Airbnb. And the great thing about Airbnb, it's it's a toss up. You have to be mindful, just like we were talking about whose land are you walking in? Whose Airbnb are you staying in? So the only dark side to Airbnb is that sometimes developers, so they'll purchase like big chunks of buildings and then it, it starts to create an issue because then prices go up and people can't live anywhere and it causes issues. So that's a problem, but it's a really, there's a really simple solution, which is just be mindful and look at who is hosting. And you'll see if it's just a a woman or a couple, you know, read their bio and see if they're like, yeah, we're just residents of this town. And, you know, this is our other apartment and we're, then that's a great person to support. Now you're doing something great because you're supporting the local economy Maybe you're making a friend. <laughs> Is this what you were talking about in terms of sustainability? Sustainability. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, to me, sustainability all comes down to mindfulness. Do you think about whatever it is you're doing? Are you thinking about the impact of it? Where did it come from? Where is it going? What is it doing to my body? What is it doing to other people's bodies? Right? That's sustainability. Who is it serving? Who is it serving? Right. So, you know. Airbnb is an amazing service, but you just have to think about the sustainability piece of it of who is right. Is it serving the community? Who are you? Who is that money going to? And it's pretty simple. And we we have a lot of Airbnb pages on our website where we'll say the best places to stay in. And what we do is we try to do that work for you. So we'll go through and look at the different hosts and try to find ones that are local as opposed to kind of these big management companies. Okay. So guys, you heard it here first. (laughs) This is where you want to go to kind of get the double check on your Airbnb of who we're staying with anymore, which is a shame. I don't think that's the way it was intended. So it's great that you guys have that. We have to take control of our own experiences to have the kinds of experiences, not let somebody else define our experiences for us. And that goes to something like this as well. So yes. Yeah. Everything. I think you can kind of Again, be mindful of it and start to make it your own again. So even, again, even if the pandemic takes away your travel, there are ways to take it back and own it. And, you know, staying in an Airbnb, I think that's kind of 
it's like the Kleenex of short-term rentals, right? It's, everybody knows so the now. word. There are so many different short-term rentals. You know, there's Verbo. They're going by Verbo now. So yeah, look into your options, see what the short-term rentals are. But if you do that, it also gives you the opportunity to explore a new neighborhood. And I think when you're, again, and no matter where you live, I think a street can be an adventure. So if you go and say at an Airbnb, even you know a mile from your house, you may have never looked at the houses, checked out the restaurants, visited the boutiques, whatever's over there could be entirely new. And it gives you that opportunity to get granular to have this small experience that actually can be really big. I think that's true too, for just getting out and walking in your neighborhood, because you do see things differently or through different eyes when you do that. And you trip up on things all the time. Where I live, there's a little bitty town and they have a old schoolhouse dating back from the early 1800s. And it's still got all the, you know what I mean? It's got a little yeah. thing in it. I never would have found that if I had been in my car. You know, I was just going for a walk yes. one day and I'm like, whoa, what is this? And one thing led to another and they had opened it up. And then there was a house, a farmhouse from the 1700s next door that you could tour. That's so cool. It was fascinating, right? Yeah. I mean, some of these places are right in our backyard, literally. Yeah. And you just don't know. And I love that too. I think, you know, you could go to the same place on four different modes of transportation and have a very different experience every time, right? You could walk, then you could take a bike, then you could take a train. Here in Chicago, we have the elevated train. And that, I mean, you could get on one end and go, there's one that's a loop and you could see the city from a whole different perspective and maybe get off on a stop you've never been at before and say, I'm going to get off here and I'm going to eat at a restaurant I've never seen before. And then, yeah, and then you could drive. So you've got four different ways that you could be in an area and see totally different things and learn things and meet people and try new things. Speaking of trains, I don't think that we take advantage of the rail. Granted, we don't have a sophisticated (laughs) rail system in this country. However, for those people who haven't been on an Amtrak, it really is quite an experience. You've been on one, right? You've been on a train trip. I did a trip from Chicago to San Francisco. When we talk about staycations, we love to talk about actually the train system and going on trains because I think more than walking, more than biking, more than driving, it gives you this really amazing way to look out the window (laughs) and see the world. You can get off at a stop maybe that you normally wouldn't have or go to a town that you normally wouldn't have, but this train stops there. And you can often bring your bike so you can take the train to town and then stay in an Airbnb and ride your bike around and just have this magical experience without a car. Talk about a great trip. That's actually easier to do than than you might imagine, actually, on the train. Even on your local trains, like I know the train system in LA, the city trains, you can Mm -hmm. take the bikes and you can get off in Pasadena and there's bike trails there or whatever. So it's not just the Amtrak, but any of the trains, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So we have public transit, then we kind of have a commuter train, and then we have Amtrak here. And there's just so many opportunities to kind of explore. And again, you know, think about it as an overnight or a weekend or a week long. Again, I think sometimes we forget that you can take and should take a vacation. I would love to do a poll and find out how many people took vacations during the pandemic, because I think a lot of people thought, well, I can't go on vacation. I can't go anywhere. So I'm not right. I'm not going on vacation. But what if you took that week long vacation and you you just got on the Amtrak. I have a friend who went to Red Wing, Minnesota, and she talks about how it was one of the best trips of her life. And it was kind of this last minute decision that she and her husband made. And they rode the train up there and just had this incredible experience that she loves to tell me about. (laughs) It would all be so much healthier if we would try to create these experiences for ourselves more often. I did that from Omaha to Denver. I took the train. It was like an overnight trip. And that train goes right into downtown proper. And also I think some people don't ever think about going to their train to just look at the train stations, the historic oh. train stations in their hometown, right? That's such a great one. Yes. Yeah. I the mean, train stations always have stories. Always. And most of the time they're just so freaking beautiful. Like, architecturally, they're some of the most beautiful buildings in cities, the ones that are still there. Yeah. You see them while you can. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Looking into the history. So not just going to the touristy sites, you may not even have touristy sites, right? If you're in a smaller town or whatever, but looking, Googling, doing some research on the history of your area and then exploring. I mean, one of my favorite things to do, this is a weird thing. I don't normally say this, but I love going to really old sites and just touching the wood or the, you know, the walls and just sort of going like, wow, like somebody else, somebody lived here or did this thing and people were touching this and they were running to catch their train and, you know, and now I'm here and I'm sort of connected through time with this history. And I think you can have some really amazing and also learn to love where you are a little bit more. Again, going back to your podcast, right? This idea of seeing beauty in the everyday and you may be walking past the building you just talked about, right? This old building that you just didn't, had never noticed before. And here it has all this amazing history and this cool story. We can take one and two minute vacations just by virtue of opening our own eyes and taking a look at what's around us and just stepping back and trying to feel, opening ourselves up to the beauty that's right there. Because if we're going to have more of it in our lives, we need to find the media experiences, whether they're in our homes, two hours away, eight hours away, two minutes away. Mm-hmm. It's a frame of reference that you start to develop. You gave yeah. me goosebumps. I oh. love that. <laughs> I feel like you took everything we talked about and synthesized it down so beautifully. Oh, I please. love that idea of one to two minute vacations. How? Maybe I mean, we I wonder- should do that. It would be amazing if we could almost turn the travel industry like inside out and say, just what you said, travel starts in one minute, right? Look for one minute vacations and then that's fine. Then do 10 minute vacations, then two hour, right? And stretch it out. And then yes, eventually you can have your week long, whatever magical, you know, if you can have that, but that is not the only version of travel. It can start with, with one minute. And and, what are we waiting for? What is it that we put everything off in our lives for? Yeah. That ideal experience when we could have an immediate experience now, that's not the idealized experience, but it can become one. Yes, it can become one. That's what I love, right? Like what you it, said about when you go into a town that you never looked at before and it's your friend. It's like it turned out to be a trip she talks about all the time, right? Yeah. I know that I asked you to do this and maybe this is another podcast or something we can talk about <laughs> later because I've already blown our hour. And if we can't talk about it now, we don't have time, that's fine. But at some point, I'd love to talk about some of these beautiful places. Every state has its towns or its, its cities or whatever, its places that are beautiful. And some of them are remote and and Mm -hmm. tiny that people have never heard of. And then some are ones that we're all familiar with, but there are really in each state, beautiful places that are off the beaten path. Did you have any of those that you wanted to talk about? Because if you don't, we can plan (laughs) for that at another time, but I didn't know if you wanted to bring that up or not. You know, well, I did, I kind of talked about Galena and that's my secret. That's my own personal secret. It's not my personal secret. Oprah Winfrey said it's her favorite place too. Oh, is it really? so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm um, definitely going there. I love Chicago anyway. It's great there. So yeah, I mean, I so I would love to do another one where yeah. we can kind of talk about it. I I mean, I can talk about Illinois. But I don't know. So I don't know if you want me to share a couple more. Let's talk a little bit about what else is in Illinois. Illinois, I always think Chicago, Chicago. Chicago is one of my favorite cities in the world. But there's obviously way more going on in Illinois than Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Illinois is actually a really good example because just what you're saying, people think Chicago, Chicago. And then also people in Chicago think Chicago, Chicago. (laughs) We kind of think like, right, if you want to go somewhere, you've got to get on a plane. And it just isn't true. There are so many wonderful local communities with history and art and just these amazing thriving communities. So like I said, Galena is just absolutely one of my favorites. I highly recommend going there. And then I love to send people to Woodstock, Illinois. That is the home of the movie Groundhog Day. So (laughs) yeah, if you've ever seen Groundhog Day. It's a classic. It is a classic. Yeah. So it's a decent ways outside of the city, but you know, you can, I think about maybe an hour and a half, you can get there, but you can make a day trip out of that, or you could stay at an Airbnb and hang out, but they have the little town square where the whole story takes place. And they actually have little plaques where you can see where the different scenes took place over and over again. So it's 
one of the most idyllic town squares. You show up in this, you know, you're driving on the expressway and then you pull into Woodstock and you're like, where am I? (laughs) They've just got like a little structure in the center where it's just, it's absolutely stunning. So it's worth a trip to Woodstock, if nothing else, to kind of take pictures, you know, where, (laughs) where Groundhog Day happened. And then there is a really popular little town called Geneva. And it is just this really darling little town, again, with restaurants. They really focus on, a lot. they have a lot of like spas. So if you want to get away and kind of have that just really relaxing experience and get massages. And because again, this is something we didn't even talk about. Sometimes people talk about needing a vacation from their vacation. This is a common thing that I hear in yeah, our I've group. Heard that too. Right? And I am the guiltiest when it comes to over planning a vacation. I want to see everything and I want to kind of get it all in and so I will push myself until I'm just about ready to fall down. <laughs> and then I come home and I'm like, "Oh no, I need a break." So, one of the nice things about traveling locally is it can kind of limit that a little bit. If you can go to a small town like Geneva, And say, I am here to rest, to be in nature, to go to the spa. Like, I'm just going to use this time to have an actual vacation, not like a go, go, go kind of experience. You can really have kind of an amazing time in Geneva. And then my personal favorite, which I get really called out for a lot as a nerd. So Springfield, Illinois, not the home of the Simpsons. It is the home of Lincoln, President Lincoln. And Our favorite president. Yes, exactly. Talk about walking in history, touching the walls. You know, this is where a lot of it happens, where he got his start, right? He wasn't born in Illinois. That's where he came into his own was in Illinois, in Springfield. And so you can visit his offices, you can visit his grave, you can visit all of these places where he went. And they have a museum I have said it is the best museum I've ever been to. What is because that? it's the Lincoln Museum. Oh, okay. And it's interactive in a way that for me makes history come alive. One of the rooms that always stands out to me is in the middle of the Civil War. There was, and we know all about this. It, it really brings it to life is comics. The newspapers were making all of these editorial comics about him and, you know, very derogatory comments about what he was doing. And so they created this room that's actually the walls are slanted and the lighting is kind of dim and dark and they've got pictures from these newspapers, but you can hear people reading them coming out of the walls. Wow. Yeah. So as you're walking through, you're almost having like this experience of I can't imagine what it would be like to be in that role and trying to be doing this thing and then having these people whisper, you know, this people trying to take you down in this way. And so you kind of get this sensory experience. It's an immersive. Yeah. We should have Twitter rooms for people. Like social media. Yeah. 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 Twitter. I'm not not, not blasting Twitter. I'm just saying. No, but it is. That was the Twitter room, right? Of, right. Of the time. And then at the very end, you know, you go through his whole life and all this whole thing. And then they have a recreation of the room he was where they had his coffin, where everybody came to see him. I mean, this full size room that you walk into where after you've been through all of this, you go into this huge room and they're playing like the soft music. I, the first time I just burst into tears because I just felt like I was there with him. And I told you I'm like a big dork, but I just felt like they found a way to bring history to life and really tell a story in a way that stuck with me. And I remember a lot of information that I feel like, you know, sometimes you walk through museums and you're like, wow, again, it can be kind of that experience of like, I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. I've seen, you know, the Mona Lisa, I've seen this thing. And when you go to a museum like this, you want to be in the story. You want to learn and touch and see and go like, wow, oh my gosh, I had no idea and come out feeling transformed. And I feel like little old Springfield, Illinois, (laughs) it did it for me. (laughs) At one time I lived in Western Massachusetts, took a little field trip on my own because I'm big on this too, what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. And I went to see Mark Twain's house. I had the same kind of experience because they talk about his books. You know, he had actually a very tragic life in many ways, which most people wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. 
<laughs> but those kinds of things, they stick with you. So it doesn't really matter how far you go. Mm-mm. It's what you keep inside of you and how it transforms you. Yeah. And I, for me, one of the things about Springfield that I always think back to is I lived in Japan for a while and I would go to some of these little towns. You know, for me, it was, I was excited to see everything and learn everything. And I would go get on the train and go to the next town over and have these really amazing experiences and explore these temples and learn about blah. And I would come back and tell my coworkers I was teaching English out there. And they were always like, Oh, wow. Really? In that town over there, there's all that? And I was like, yeah. Right. And for me, it was like so cool. And I always think about that when I travel locally now. I think about what if I could go to these local places with the eyes I had when I was in Japan and I was going one step over and feeling like I was just really opening these amazing doors. So I think you can sort of create that if you start to think about it as if you're a tourist who's here for the first time and you're going to go to this town for the first time and see it as opposed to being like, oh, I'm only going an hour away. <laughs> I just feel like the spirit of what you're doing, it just really speaks to the core of what we want on this podcast is for people to create the beauty in their lives and, and seek out the beauty in their own lives. I thank you for doing this and also for just creating your business because it makes it possible for people to experience things in ways that they might not normally do. You're doing great work. You know, <laughs> the whole idea to me of what you guys are doing is beautiful on so many levels. So I hope hope that you will come back on the podcast. It would be Um, my pleasure. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to having you on again and talking about some of the other things that are going on with your volunteers and some of the other ideas that we've explored here and offline too as well. So yeah, thank you. Well, I, again, just what you said before, right back at you. I think what you're doing is really important. I think, you know, particularly in the pandemic, I think it showed all of us how important now here this is, you know, our homes, our family, our whether that's our actual family or our chosen family, right? The people in our lives, as opposed to looking out at what could be and where we should go and all that stuff. And I feel like a podcast like this is giving people the tools that they need to go, oh, right. It's right here. The beauty is right here. Thank you. I appreciate that. We will be talking with you again. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, then please be sure to let us know. Head on over to our website at thisisbeautypodcast.com and leave us a review. If you know of someone who could use a little extra beauty or inspiration in their life right now, then please be sure to share this episode with them. Remember, this is a viral beauty project, so by sharing this podcast and your own beauty moments, you can help others to go a long way to finding more of the beauty in their own life, which is so very important, especially in times like these. Beauty is one of the things that makes life so worth living, so it's never frivolous or a waste of time to find, experience, appreciate, and share the beautiful moments in our lives with others. 